Hi, I'm Anthony. And I'm Josh. And welcome to another episode of 52 and 52, a podcast where you watch at least one movie a week for every week of the year and record an episode about it. Today's episode is going to be about Captain America, Civil War, the new Marvel movie that just came out. So Josh and I just saw this, and we're recording with our Marvel czar, James. James, how you doing? I'm pretty good. Thanks for having me. Uh, so first repeat guest besides Rachel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, James was on the Batman v Superman pod, which actually will... Uh, I think we'll talk about a good amount here because this movie ends up hitting a lot of the same beats that Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice does, but it actually hits the, it actually does it. And, and yeah, a lot of, in a lot of things that we talked about in that podcast specifically are done here. In, yeah. And, in a, and done well and yeah. not fucked up by the director. So, uh, I guess we'll start with you, James. Uh, did you like Civil War? Yeah, I liked it. Okay. I liked it. it what was were good. your so I, I know we talked a lot off podcast about our expectations prior. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I was initially worried that it was going to be forced, like the conflict was going to be forced. Like I feel like knowing what Civil War is in the comics, like it wouldn't have fit in this Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I I was worried like they're going into this too fast. It's not going to work, but it didn't. They they made they framed it really well. Um, they made the conflict real. You know why these guys disagree. They disagree for legitimate reasons. And it doesn't ever go too far where they're just going at each other just to do it. Yeah, and one of the things that I really liked is sort of the authenticity to the characters that they've created in the last 10 or so movies or however many Marvel movies that came out. And I just think that the Russo brothers and Kevin Feige just know, like, they just know these characters so well and they study them and they've watched what they've more so than than the comics because they they have to know something consistent with what they put on film and i think that they do that really well uh so what do you mean by that without just or can you not say without spoiling no 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 just the fact that they i mean you have to adapt these characters from comics right so they're not always going to be the same i mean james and i were we'll talk about it more in spoilers but we were sort of expecting a little different approach with captain america specifically in this movie and Based on the previous movies, it I guess it makes sense what they did and how he reacted and how he responded to everything. And just based on how they framed him in the prior movies, um, I think that they just sort of followed the, the correct path with it. Um, so, I don't know. I really liked it, too. Uh, what did you think, Josh? No, I, I really did as well. And I, one of the things that we decided we could discuss in this part of the podcast was... One of the main reasons that the conflict starts off is uh, some parallels with the X-Men movies and that based on a lot of the actions that the and collateral damage the Avengers have caused and uh, and what they do in the opening scene of this movie, it leads the government to want to provide some oversight for them, uh, under, and understandably so, and they want to ha- work with them and have them sign something that essentially says they will kind of let them in on Be what's going on. Be under supervision and sort of follow the United Nations lead rather than than their own intuition, I guess. Yeah, and there, there, there's a lot of talk about how some people see them more as vigilantes and heroes, and I think I'm going to have more to say maybe on this on the Batman v Superman stuff in the spoiler section, but the one thing that is set up so much better here is that I don't roll my eyes when I hear that. In and, and Batman v Superman, they, they just totally throw it in there that everyone's 
super mad at Superman for stuff that happened and they need to totally control him and there's absolutely no setup for it whatsoever because we, as we said in Batman v Superman, there's this thing going on in the desert and with gunshots and, and then they want to blame him when Superman doesn't use a gun and it makes no sense and that's the impetus to bring him in. Here it's been set up so well by prior movies exactly what would happen and even though uh, yeah they're fighting bad guys in some of those we've seen we know that that still leads people to have collateral damage so one those people are going to be mad at them even if they know there are other bad guys and we can't really blame them for that because they're very visible in some of these altercations and and two in Ultron I mean Ultron is kind of the product of Tony Stark's creation and mm-hmm. getting a little out of control and I don't know if the general public totally knows all that but we're not I'm, I'm not rolling my eyes of like why are you blaming them for that because it's like I know that Tony Stark is yeah. kind of and, and he that. and he knows that too and he's struggling yeah. to accept that and yes. and go ahead go ahead no, no I was just gonna say but because of all of those things it makes so much more sense that the for that and I, I totally get where the government is coming from so much more than this than I do in something the in Batman v Superman and uh, one of our more funny one of our more uh, longer arguments we've ever had about movies was after we saw Mission Impossible yeah and and my problems with having to spend so much time with those people there and. And I understand your arguments on that and how you need to value process of results and you can't have people totally going rogue. But even in something like that, we haven't to- we never really totally saw anything really get that bad as a result of what they did. Like, <laughs> I don't th- necessarily no, no. agree. Well, but... things got things got a little crazy with this whole that whole thing with the airplane and Mission Impossible. We didn't. There wasn't the same level of sure, collateral damage but it's a different reason. universe at the same time. Yeah, obviously, there's not the that's superhero more grounded. damage. There's more et cetera, p- potential yeah. bad stuff happening. There, it's just things got really dangerous, and the government was concerned, and they should be concerned. But it was just for me in that movie. I'm like, I don't really see the problem to the point where I need to spend so much of this movie with them. Here, the damage is so real, and I, t- especially with what happens in the opening scene here, which I don't, we don't need to get into detail about, but that is so much that is definitely what happens is definitely to the greater extent the fault of the avengers than a lot of other stuff we've seen i see in other movies where the government just needs to come in and be big brother and look over things and i just thought all of that which was such a driving force behind this movie which might make me upset in other movies was so well set up by everything we already know about what they've put together in other movies you're talking about the characterization which is obviously a big part for what grounds a movie like this and uh, makes these people relatable but they just from a organizing plot and uh mapping everything out and breaking the story all the work they've done really uh sets things up well here yeah and and to me it's so refreshing to for them to have an on-screen conversation that's intellectual to the point of these characters recognize that they've caused collateral damage. The government recognizes that they've caused collateral damage, but they both understand the need for both sides to, which is sort of the theme throughout the whole movie is there's two sides and it's actually kind of goes back to eye in the sky, which a movie we saw a couple weeks ago where both sides have really good arguments and the movie doesn't really ask you to pick a side, but rather it showcases why both sides have a strong argument and, and the strong and weak points of each one. Mm -hmm. And and even um, we're going to talk about Batman v Superman a lot, and just to the point where in Batman v Superman they make all these direct like looks at the camera to make sure you know there's no civilians around and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And even going back to Nolan's universe, as much as I love it, just the whole Batman no killing thing when like with Anne Hathaway and Catwoman in Dark Knight Rises relative to Cap in this movie in this universe where he's the last person that really wants to kill anybody like that, but. He understands like what war is and 
and what he and he just believes so much in himself and his in his values that he just you know kind of goes through it and it doesn't bother the movie at all. Yeah, and even in the first movie, like there's there's a line he's like when he when the doctor asks him like you want to go kill Nazis, he doesn't even want to kill Nazis. He's like I don't want to kill Nazis. I yeah. just I just don't like bullies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and so yeah, I I really like that. Um, so I think this movie particularly, I would say. These are the best action scenes I've seen in a while, if not the best overall in the Marvel movies or any really comic book movie so far. What did, what about what did you think, James? The first action scene they had they had a little bit of shaky cam in there that yeah kind of bothered at me. the beginning it was a little, a little hard bit. to follow the action in the first scene, but when when you got to the big action scene, it was very well done. And yeah, it was. They they did a good job of following all the different characters and. It was just edited very, very I think well. It, I think it helps a lot to have to add in. It, it, it's not a spoiler. People know that Ant Man and yeah. Black Panther in this movie, and it, and um, also Spider Man, and it just it helps to have characters like that because the fights when you have all the just all the other characters aside from those guys fighting, we've already seen all those characters do it a few mm-hmm. times, and we've seen them hit a lot of those beats. Like it's really cool whenever someone assists Captain America to throw his shield at something and it's always fun to watch them find creative ways to just bounce that off of stuff yeah but having someone with the it was just really interesting seeing ant-man and spider-man thrown into scenes like that because just people interacting with what they can do just provides such a unique different look from anything we've seen yeah and it's so different than just having hulk and thor who while they have cool powers they're just like mash mash right. mash mash yes, yes, yes. And it's never to the extent of some michael bay garbage or anything like that but it's nice to just have different and, 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 and yeah, More it's different. Powers. Yeah, exactly. And it goes back to them really knowing the characters well enough to see these cool little tricks and these cool little powers mm-hmm. that each one has and how that they just reflect off each other and how that works together. It's really fucking awesome to see. Uh, I think we have like what, like 12, 13, 14 superheroes in this movie. So it's, it's super awesome just to see all, all of them together in multiple scenes for 10 20 30 minutes like it's it's it doesn't even take away it's not just action scenes to be action scenes too which is which is so great and which sort of how batman v superman ends up is some of the scenes are just action scene for the sake of being an action scene they can be cool set pieces but just doesn't have the same effect as something that like civil war does um so i think all three of us really liked it um i think we I think we just want to do a more spoiler-heavy podcast because there's just a lot to talk about. And I think we and, can say a little bit about the performances without spoiling things, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, if we like these people, yeah, no, I mean, people at least Chadwick um, was awesome as Black Panther. I was I wanted to touch on him because yeah. I, I was a little ignorant of uh, Black Panther's origins. I until a few weeks ago, I didn't realize he was uh, he was from from Africa. And because I'm just not a comic book guy, and I didn't realize that until I started. I listened to a lot of stuff about Tanahasi Coates writing new comics about him, and just the movie coming up. And I had told Anthony at some point in the last couple of years, or not the last couple of years, last <laughs> few months, when um, when we heard that Ryan Coogler is going to direct the Black Panther movie, I was like, oh man, they should just got Michael B. Jordan to do it. And I don't have a problem with Chadwick Boseman. I'm just like, I like their collaborations, and it's he deserves another shot to do a superhero movie if he wants one after Fantastic Four. <laughs> And I'm and I I just I, I 42 is whatever as a movie he was fine in it I didn't really have a lot to compare it to because he really knows a lot about Jackie Robinson the person sure and, and I heard he was really good in uh, Get On Up I never saw that and that's like always done so and I've seen Michael B Jordan do like a ton of awesome sure. stuff so I was just kind of skeptical and I'm like, maybe they pulled the trigger on casting him a little too early because they did it pretty far in advance of this which is the first time we've seen him 
but I think because he's he does have that ability to clearly do two different two far extremes with Jackie Robinson and James Brown, he, he's able to just slip into something like this, and we're none the wiser for it. Whereas we're so familiar with Michael B. Jordan, we go back to the Wire, to Friday Night Lights, to Parenthood, to all the movies yeah. he's done, and but and while he has a lot of range as an actor, we've just seen him do the Michael B. Jordan voice. So then, if we see him doing like an African accent, I think it's just going to come off as hokey. And yeah. Ch- and, and and whereas I don't really know what Chadwick Boseman sounds like because he, I've only he's I've seen clips of the Get On Up and I've seen. 42, and I don't really know what him, the normal, his voice sounds like. So someone like him that can just slide into a character like that and sound totally believable pulling off an African accent, it worked really well. And he's a good actor, and they, they did well with choosing him. Yeah, no, I think James James said it, I think, while we were waiting for the credits, that he was a little more excited for Black Panther movie after seeing this than even Spider-Man. Yeah, Boseman's performance was my favorite in the movie, to be yeah? honest. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, he was awesome. Uh, I, I Honestly, I haven't really... You know, processed favorite performance yeah. yet, but uh, I mean, Tom Holland was incredible. Spider Man, as well. Like, I I don't know if I would go as far as to say like this is. It sounds silly, but like this was almost like the best Spider Man movie, and he mm. wasn't. And it's not even a Spider Man movie. He was like he so like good. Well, he was comic relief. I, I, he I mean, was like, Spider Man. He didn't do anything like, wrong. I'm just saying, it'll. And yeah, he was. I enjoyed him a lot too. But we haven't. We, we they were using him for comic relief and not a ton else, which is fine. But they had a good long scene though, where they yeah. like developed him. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I would agree. I would agree. I don't know. I I thought he was awesome as Spider Man and definitely better than than Garfield, who I liked and um, Toby McGuire. Toby. Yeah, I'm not a huge Toby fan myself, so I would say this is the best. He's the better yeah. Spider-Man already. But I, I mean, I'm I'm movie. I'm still super excited for a Spider-Man movie after this. So, uh, ever I, I don't know who else. What other new characters did we really get? I'm glad Vision got some more time. Vision is really cool. Paul Bettany is really good. He's been playing Jarvis for a while, so it's nice to kind of see him in the flesh and and get some lines. <laughs> yeah. Kind of uh, in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> every performance, honestly, there's really no bad performances. All of these actors are are almost perfectly suited for their roles, and it's it's the anti Batman v Superman. So, did you want to compare them to like other MCU's? Or uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that? overall, I I think my f- I, I don't know if I would say my favorite, but I think the best Marvel movie prior to this was Winter Soldier, and then I think Guardians and Avengers were probably tied for second for me, um, and this. I, this might be the this might be the best one. This might be my favorite one. What did you think? I'd put it below those three. Like, okay. I I I kind of have Guardians, and then maybe Winter Soldier, Avengers. I I don't think it's as good as those, but it's pretty close for me. I haven't watched any of them more than once besides Ultron, so I don't know if I feel that's <laughs> like the worst to one it. to watch I just, more than it, once. It just happened yeah. to be on a plane, and I went on like a binge before. Um, Ultron last year, so I saw this to watch the ones I hadn't. So I watched sure. the, the Thors and I watched the um, Captain America ones. So I, I don't feel qualified to really give a ranking, but I, I, I de- this is definitely better than Ultron. Well, I can I, say that much. Yeah, I'd, pro- I might, I'd probably put this above Avengers, just like on a yeah. I think basis. it was like, Avengers was great for, when you first saw it because of the spectacle. Uh, yeah, like, on, a, on a movie basis. I yeah, I mean this. Avengers, the, the thing I still, is, I still would say I like Guardians. Like this movie hits actual like conflict, and it's. It's, it's n- very. It's not movie. even like that dark, but it's, but it, but it is dark in the sense of like the theme, the the yeah. themes that it's talking about and that it that it showcases. But 
A lot of characters have very personal issues. Exactly, which is awesome because it makes them more relatable and it makes them actually get something to act. Yes. So I I was a huge fan. I'm definitely going to go see it again, maybe even tomorrow, but uh, it'll probably take a couple more viewings of this and and some more time to process but i don't know it was in there it's a lot it's it's really awesome so i would definitely recommend go seeing it and then listening to the spoilers of this podcast and i don't know i think james would also recommend it josh would recommend it so um yeah so we're gonna take a little break for spoilers and and we'll come back All right, so we're back. We are here with James and Josh and I. We are talking Captain America Civil War. We're going to do some spoilers. I don't know where you guys want to start. I kind of wanted to start with James, though. Um, So Captain America doesn't die. Yeah, I was surprised. Surprised? Um, They took... I was very surprised with where they took the movie. Um, They started it kind of like Civil War starts. You know, it's about the whole government wanting to put restrictions on superpower people. But then it went into the, you know, the personal conflict with, you know, between... Cap, Bucky, and, to- and Tony, mm-hmm. and and of course you know the villain. It was ver- it's all very personal conflict that says these characters are driving the story, and it's really it they don't really actually resolve the main issue that starts the movie, and I guess that bothers me a little bit. That kind of left that. I don't think hanging. that they have to. They don't have to, but I mean now I don't well, even I guess, know if, I don't no, even know they, if you can resolve they did, it though. I, they're I, off yeah. the reservation, like they. The, they're all criminals. I think the, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the, the, I think the, the letter was sort of the the resolution of the conflict in the last like two minutes of the voiceover by. They can't really resolve it. I mean, he might resolve things with Tony. It's not resolving things with the government. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, the that's, whole, that's kind of the whole. I mean, that's why the series I mean, is going to continue. Like, right? It's going to continue. So they're going to continue it at some point. But I guess. But I mean, we're not going to see these guys together again until Infinity War. Probably so you're going to jump right into that. Yes. I feel like we need another movie to kind of have this flesh. Infinity War is 2019. Is it yeah, that far? I think it's okay. Actually, I mean, but the thing is, we're gonna get the origin for Spider Man, <laughs> and we're gonna get the origin for Black Panther, and, and we're gonna get Doctor Strange, and another Thor, and unfortunately, another Thor. And yeah. uh, so, I mean, I I think we need the Black Panther and the Spider Man stuff. Maybe not. We maybe we don't need the Spider Man stuff, but it's gonna be better than this Donald Justice fake origin stuff that we got. Right. And Black Panther's awesome. Um, there's a scene after the credits with with him in Wakanda, which is pretty fucking cool. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm I was surprised that Steve didn't die. I guess it's sir. Nobody, I mean, I guess you nobody c- died. Yeah, nobody died, which is interesting. So what, I, what's the deal I, with? Uh, you might know more of the science behind it. What's the deal with uh, Tony's heart thing when he slams a shield into that? He, he just is, was is, destroying is he the suit. Off that? Oh, okay. I thought he because he lives they, off that. They thing. took that out in number three. Yeah. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, Iron yeah. Man three. So okay. They just that's so just what powers his suit, suit now. now. Oh, okay, I got you. I couldn't remember. That. Yeah, it's just the power source for the suit, so that's why. I mean, Steve isn't gonna kill him. Yeah, that's why I was so confused for a second. I was like, and then I, I just, I, I just forgot that part of three. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, you wouldn't remember it really. <laughs> I mean, three is a little bit forgettable, probably even the Mandarin and all that, yeah. but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I was, I kind of expected at least somebody to die because I think that, which is sort of cheap on my part because 
But who who is going to kill anyone? Because you you can't have one of them kill the other. Because they're they're well, they're irredeemable at that point. So you can have it be what, more what, of an accident. It could it would it would have had to have been one of the other Winter Soldiers that they hadn't killed them, or Bucky being possessed again. Because none of them were going to kill the others unless it was something like what happened with Jarvis and War Machine. Yeah. And like an straight up accident. But like at that once once they were just straight up fighting, I I wasn't expecting it. I I don't know. I was still kind of waiting for I, it to happen. I mean. I understand what you're saying totally, for sure, and I bet the audience, like the general audience, sort of feels the same way if they don't know that Steve is supposed to die, or not even supposed to die, but does die. He can die at some point, and it would but, not be, yeah, strength. Yeah, and so. and I sort of expected that to sort of be the emotional thrust at the end, but it it doesn't even need to be, which is great, which means the rest of the movie was just written and set up so well that they don't have to have this uh, ginormous superhero dying in order to sort of make everyone feel something and batman v superman you don't understand why people are doing shit half the time that they're doing and here it was just so tight the story was so much tighter and smartly written that you understand everything and that i was now i i that's why i was so worried we talked about batman v superman and i saw there's just a limited upside in having your heroes fight each other because that's why I was a little skeptical going into this. I wasn't so skeptical when we actually got to the theater because I'd seen how overwhelmingly positive the reviews were. So I figured there wasn't, there wasn't going to be anything that problematic with the plot. But that's the one thing that scared me. I'm just like, we know that the one good guy's not going to kill another good guy. How much upside is there in a movie like this? But it totally made sense the way they did it because we were it was set up for why Tony would want to sign that thing in the first place when you'd almost think... Uh, prior to the last movie that hey maybe Captain America is the one that may be a little more want to play within the rules a little bit and it, you understand why he would want to do that and you understand why he would want to defend Bucky and the the entire conflict actually made sense but it didn't take itself too seriously because in that fight scene I'm like you know these people can't care quite as much as Captain and Tony do and you even see that a couple times oh sure yeah, and, I, yeah. and I was glad that it didn't go too dark with that like they have their reasons for wanting to support the sides that they're on but they're not i i was glad they they, they didn't push it too far and have them really having deep deep-seated resentment and you knew they weren't trying to kill yeah. each other and even even with with black widow she understands both sides too and mm-hmm. she's torn the whole movie and she even lets him get away because she doesn't want tony's ego or anger whatever you want to call it to get in to actually like hurt cap and bucky and the thing is, you said it's like good guy versus good guy, but the way that they frame it is is that Tony and others don't really see Bucky as the good guy all the time. It's basically Cap and Falcon by, by default, I guess. Just because he's tight with yeah. Captain. Yeah, so the thing is, and you can understand Bucky is bad, and that's the thing. While they're on the plane, and Steve is like defending and, Bucky. And, and Falcon doesn't even like him that much, and there are a couple of good parts. Absolutely where, not. There's, yeah. They got some, derived some good laughs out of that. And, and, and Bucky is like, well... I did it, Steve, and and Steve doesn't really want to hear it because he sort of understands like that wasn't him, but that's just not really how the law works. And I think Bucky sort of has a more I don't want to say human understanding of it, but a better perspective for why people are hunting him down. I have two questions um, relating to them just going after him. One, you guys are probably a little more familiar with the original um, Captain America, the first Avenger movie than I am, because you're talking about before the movie. Do you think that that spent enough time in the first part of the movie, like really establishing the relationship? 
I don't. I, I just didn't remember. Like I, I remember Bucky being in there in the first place, but it only seemed like it was for like twenty minutes of the movie. And it seems like we spend so much time with Steve just like obsessing over him. Like for the well, last I'll let movie. James talk a little, a little bit more about it. But I think that part of the, I, I want to say yes, but part of the issue is that they don't want to, they don't want to put Bucky so far in the limelight that you know that he's going to come back and have this huge role. I think at the same time. Because the movie's about Captain America becoming Captain America and Steve and his, um, um, I can't get accepted into the army kind of thing. He just goes to really great lengths for him. They talk about sure. old, old memories they have, but it's just, you're doing a lot of shit for this guy that you had, like, I guess you were friends with until you were 20 years old. And uh. I mean, they had a his. they talk about, even in the first one, you know, they have stories that they talk yeah. about. That, so they have a very long past you know, that pr- obviously predates okay. the first movie. Yeah, I just hadn't seen um, the first one in a couple, yeah. year, couple years. Yeah. And, yeah, and of course, you know, he supposedly dies in the first one, so that kind of tears up yeah. Steve okay. a bit. And He's just excited to have him back he, and wants to... Steve thinks it was his fault yeah. initially in the first movie. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it just, it, it just, he, he, he's going to a lot of trouble for him. And I, just, also, I mean, but it's his, literally his only friend. <laughs> right. And also you figure, you know, remember Steve, you know, everyone except Bucky that he knew is gone. And, you know, just like, and, you know, yeah, no, Peggy, uh, Peggy died as well. So that's yeah. like his second to last link sense. to his old life. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Bucky's Other, all he has left. That makes sense. So I was pretty happy that Tom Holland was, or that Spider-Man was in it, um, as much as he was, I didn't think him or Vision or Black Panther were really going to have as they much screen time as they did and dedicated screen time and dedicated character development as they did. T'Challa had a couple of scenes where they yeah. built his character up very well. Obviously, I said in the non-spoiler section, you know, Peter had a long scene with Tony. I love that talking. scene. They're talking. Yeah, that... It, w- it was funny, but it was good character building. It's not important, but how do you think he found out who he was just by looking at the videos? I think it's yeah. just Tony Stark... Detective, he knows. Yeah. Okay. I don't yeah, think I, think it, I don't think it'd be too hard for him to find like, out. You know what? We don't we don't care. I enjoyed yeah. I enjoyed them also b- before that scene making the jokes about Aunt May looking too young to have a nephew yes. that old because that's what all, what all the jokes were um, when Marissa Tomei was first cast and they're very on point because she does look quite young to be Aunt May when it's Sally Fields who's like sixty years old was the last one <laughs> and she, yeah. They and they made Sally Field probably even look older yeah, than she was. Yeah, for sure. Than she was at that point. When, yeah. Because I guess that one came. Shoot, that was um, how long ago was that? Um, uh, she she was eleven. Yeah, maybe. She's she's uh, like sixty nine now, so she was yeah probably only about six years older than Marissa Tomei was now when they filmed that, and she looked way older. They made her look older than her fifties. First Aunt May and, looked even older than yeah than she yeah, did. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, I I I thought and Tom Holland was awesome. Every scene he was in, like you said, he was comic relief, and he is comic relief. But at the same time, he's being Spider-Man almost so much pure, more purely than the other two were. What does that mean I, for someone that doesn't really know what that's what 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 it means to be pure Spider-Man? Like what, when you see that, he was a little more insecure. I think. Okay. Yeah. His insecurity yeah. kind of showed a little bit more. Like when you had Andrew Garfield, like he was supposed to be this, you know, he's supposed yeah. to be Spider-Man, an insecure kid, but he wasn't. He was. Yeah. He was. He was smooth, really. He yeah, was he very, was smooth. He was very confident and smooth, and yeah. like especially he, all, with they, especially they with Emma Stone. That's yeah. all they did. They had him, Andrew Garfield, stutter, and that's how he's supposed to be insecure. Yeah. I mean, nah, it didn't really. I just thought it. the writing and the way he like is joking around during the fight scenes and being so young. I think that they capture that way more than they do with Toby and Absolutely. Andrew Garfield because that's sort of like 
it's pretty important because he's usually he's usually just like 16 in the origin story or whatever so just being that young and and i mean he was pretty confident in the fight like he was he's also insecure he was like wow these but people are so the, cool but that's but part like, of he was that's part of putting too. on a mask though right that's part of right. the whole superhero thing is when you put it on but when he has it off he's so much more peter parker than garfield was just like what's up emma stone i don't know yep. oh i'm a spider-man you know and 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 I like Garfield. He was fine. Uh, I liked the first Spider-Man movie, but with him, but I thought Tom Holland was awesome. And isn't he even pretty old? He looked really young, but isn't he actually he's like twenty like, or something? Like Twenty-one. He's like nineteen or twenty. Is he? Man, he's good. I'm I'm really looking forward to him. And I know the. I actually liked the so the character motivation for for Black Panther is pretty good because you know that his dad is going to die at the at the embassy or wherever hotel wherever they were, which totally makes sense. And totally how, how do you know with, that? I mean, it was, I don't know, it was obvious yeah. to me. He needs motivation in order to fight, so his dad's going to die. I don't know. I, yeah, that's, I figured that was going to happen. I, so. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just figured that's really think, the only way they could have done it. I think in one it. of the trailers, there's a short scene of T'Challa crying, so I think uh, he, yeah. he knows someone posted him. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I stopped watching the trailers, yeah. but yeah, I mean, it, it, it makes sense. It makes sense for his character. Um, what else? Yeah, I mean, so the thing is, like, this movie... Like Daniel Bruhl is almost a mirror image of Lex Luthor in Batman v Superman, but he's actually doing it in a way that makes sense. He's how, like, how is, how, oh, he's a mirror image because he's trying to bring them together. Yeah, he's to trying to bring these guys together to fight. And Lex Luthor's just like he has a like, motivation for it. Yeah, though. <laughs> Lex, Lex Luthor's motivation, Lex no motivation is so garbage. And Daniel Bruhl is, and it doesn't even come off as ridiculous that this like human dude wants these guys to fight. And he even talks about how he knows he can't. He can't fight them, and he can't like. There's men stronger than him can have not defeated them, etc. And he sort of just does all this research to find like the thing that drives them, which is so much more. And Lex Luthor does that, sure, but it's so fucking lame. They're moms, right? Yeah. And the thing is, this is the same. This is almost the same thing. His parents die, and that's what really eats at Tony Stark. And and he's seeing his parents die, and seeing who did it. So how did uh, and how- and it's and he says that he killed my mom, and we didn't laugh hysterically like we did a month ago when we saw Batman v Superman. When did uh, when did Steve find out about it? Like, uh, yeah, I don't think that was ever mentioned. Okay. I'm sure he probably knew about it back in the day. I mean, I don't know. Back in what day though? Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I feel happened. like if he was, Steve he was frozen knew about it, all the way through the time that happened, and would have been totally. I don't know. Like, I didn't know if that was something know. I missed that I should have known how he knew. Maybe it, it was. Okay. Maybe it was. Uh, maybe it was part of the hard drive, flash drive that Nick Fury gives him in um, Winter Soldier. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Wasn't that Zoloff? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just. No, I mean it's not a problem for me. It doesn't bother me that I don't yeah. know why he knows. I just didn't know if that was something I no. I you didn't miss it. You didn't miss anything. it. You didn't miss okay, it. So he, what's important is the way, the way Tony reacts, which to yeah, him right. finding out that he knew, and it's understandable that he would not be happy about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it makes and it makes sense, and it's it's just so much more fitting than the almost the same exact reasons for Batman and Superman being angry than than. Well, I, I don't even think I don't think they were the exact same reasons. Cause well, like his Superman, parents die. I'm saying Batman's parents die, and he wants to find the killer. And Iron right, Man's but that's parents not what drives yeah, the conflict. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I no, no, no. I know that, but I'm saying like that's what incites his rage in order to like push to the next level, right? But I mean, I, I thought I thought Bruce Wayne was more just mad at Superman because he uh, blamed him for a lot of the um, destruction that was going on and stuff. Yeah, no, he does. Yeah. But I mean, I'm saying that. 
this, the central conflict ends up being about his mom and his parents and stuff. Sure, it's, it's woven in better here. Just uh, That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah Bucky actually killed... Yeah, no, no, for sure. So like that's that's a very that's a much more valid reason to want to take apart Bucky than yeah Batman and, wanting and, to. And they have the important scene with Black Panther where he chooses not to kill the guy. He gives him. I like that a lot. Which sort of goes back to the whole thing with Wakanda and and his people and so. Well, you, well, you mentioned earlier in the movie. You mentioned or early in the podcast. Excuse me. Um, just some of the themes that you thought the movie handled really well. I think um, the the what you get out of vengeance is obviously a big one right there. Um, is is there anything else you had to say on that, or is there some other um, theme that the movie dealt with that you were really impressed with? No, I mean, I think that it just was. I think we talked about it. I mean, maybe indirectly, just how strong it was relative to just the government versus the superheroes and and why each side wants them to be registered, supervised, whatever word you want to use, and why it's important to both sides. And I think that that's hugely important for, you know, because all these guys are getting, like, arrested. And, you know, you have Falcon in jail and Hawkeye and and um, I forget her name. Natasha. Natasha. No, no, not her. No, no, oh, no. Um, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch is in is in jail. Yeah, so okay. I don't know. It's interesting, and it and it and it kind of goes to the thing of Captain America is like worried about it, and they have the the scene where Tony says, "I didn't know it would be this bad," kind of thing, and that sort of just is a callback to what Cap is saying, you know, thirty minutes into the movie. So I think they did a really good job with that, and and it just went throughout the movie, and it never really faltered. So Wanda. Wanda. Yeah. Wanda. Yeah. It bothered me. I can remember. I that. said earlier that I kind of didn't like how it started with you know the government. That whole issue of the government needing to put these superpowered beings in check, and then kind of transitioned into the more personal conflicts. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like I think I only dislike that because I feel like the Civil War story in the comics, like maybe that could have been in a different movie. Because really, it feels like that is just used here just to set up the the personal sure. conflict here. But I thought it was a good idea to break it down. Like, cause the last movie, you know, with captain, it's, mm-hmm. it's a very, some very, about very broad issues. It's about, you know, preemptive power and all that stuff. But here it's just, you know, it's much more personal. It's about revenge. It's about, um, I'm drawing a blank here. Uh, no, no. Yeah. I mean, you're completely right. And it sort of is similar to the, to, in, in winter soldier, everything that happens with the government and the council is just another reason for Cap not wanting to trust this guy and not wanting to follow the Sokovia Accords because he just talks about how people have agendas and agendas change. Right. And Tony comes right back and says, my agenda changed and that's why I'm a better person now and why I started saving the world because I realized my company was selling all these all these weapons to terrorists and stuff and I had to change in order for that to change. I guess what I'm trying to say, my point is like, I think it's a good idea. Like they, you know, the last Captain America movie was very big. Um, and this one just kind of, it started big, but it, they just brought it smaller. Yeah. I think that was yeah, a good yeah. idea. It was really, it was, it was very tight. Yes. And, and it's impressive when it's two and a half hour movie. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, and there's 12 different superheroes you got to keep track of. So I don't know. And, I just I thought that fight scene uh, at the airport was like the coolest thing ever. Everyone's powers was were so cool, and I wanted a little more Black Panther in it. Honestly, though, he kind of took a back seat in that to Ant Man and, and Spider Man, which is fine. But yeah, 
Black Panther had more character development, so yeah, I'm okay yeah, with that. Yeah, 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 for sure. I liked at the end, um, the little thing where they had, when Cap put his shield down and you saw the claw marks yeah. from Black Panther on the vibranium shield. I thought that was really cool. Um, I don't know. What else, what else do you guys want to talk about? What else do you guys have on your mind about it? I mean, it, yeah, it's very different from the comic, but I think that's a good thing here. So they're all hanging out with um, in Wakanda now? No, that was just Steve. Was yeah, there. it was just Steve. No, well, so but he, I thought he broke him out of prison. I think that was after. Yeah, that was after. Oh no, no, him Steve being in Wakanda was in the cre- after credit. So no, technically that was after. Right, but, right. But no, I don't think they're all there. No, maybe, Steve, maybe they they're they're just all fugitives now. I guess. Yeah, that that's yeah. kind of where part so, yeah, of my that's, problem uh, was. That's what, so, yeah, I guess. Steve was I guess, when I guess Steve that, makes that line. He's talking about Bucky when he says they're coming for him. Right, right, right. But, but, but like it's but clear like, that it's clear that it's clear that he broke everyone out of prison because yeah. they're all, all fugitives. Dead, dead, down and so I guess we're gonna have to, we're gonna pick so, up like the next Ant Man movie with him just being on the run. Uh, yeah, that that's kind of where my problem was, where they left that part hanging. Like they left that okay, part of the story hanging. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's what bothered me because now Wanda. I mean, Falcon's not Hawkeye. getting his own movie as far as we know. And neither is Hawkeye. Thank but, God. Um, yeah, but I mean, all those guys are fugitives now. So I mean, yeah. So yeah, I guess that the one that the one thing that worries you going forward then is how much leg how much legwork are they have to do in the early beginnings of each of the following movies to get these people back to a point where they're just fighting bad guys as opposed to being on the run from authorities because well yes it makes sense like I, I established earlier That's with my I thoughts like. I, I understand I'm okay with why the government was not happy with them now but I still prefer movies where you're fighting um, compelling villains and you're gonna have to do a lot of work to get them to the point where they're even in a position where they're not on the run from the government and they can focus on fighting a villain if that's where you're leaving yeah. them at the end of this movie. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'd like it if they did it in individual movies. Yeah, well, I think at some point there's going to be some sort of time jump. There's going to be a time jump, okay. I think. Well, that, would, that, that that's an easy way to solve it, and I wouldn't mind them doing that. Cause yeah, and I, they'll probably have a scene like so. Someone like like Wanda and and Black Falcon and Hawkeye. We don't really need to see them being superheroes in the interim. They don't really have the same kind of ego that Cap and Iron Man have to the point where every day or every week, whatever you want to say, they're needing to save someone or be in control and not being able to say no to helping people. I think it would be way easier for them to sort of just uh, hang out for a bit until things cool down than for someone like Cap or or Iron Man. And yeah, Iron Man no. is not in, like, the only thing I wouldn't like about that is because I feel like that would kind of undercut the consequences sure. of the storyline if it just goes away yeah um but yeah i, feel, I don't know what no, else they could do no i i agree i don't need to get their whole story and maybe that's how it'll work is like whenever it gets to that point where they need to be addressed the ones that aren't getting their own movies the, that ought to be addressed it can just be it can whatever they did to get back in the good graces of the government can be relegated to a scene or two of exposition and uh i guess that would be fine because i'd rather not have to see their trek back to being on the good side of the law but there is going to be the uh, an ant-man sequel and um i d- i just don't need to spend a ton of time with him on the run as part of that i'd rather see him get back to doing stuff with um um what's evangeline Lilly? what's that character's name or uh that- yeah she i don't remember her no not not her character's name what the the hero that she's yeah the wasp Wasp, yeah, yeah. Wasp. Oh, it's going to be Ant-Man and the Wasp. So we yeah, know the movie is yeah. going to be about them. Um, that's the name of the movie. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd rather hang out with them than hang out with him being a fugitive. I mean, it's entirely possible they can still be superheroes and fugitive at the same time, though. 
Yeah, that I think that would I would be I fine mean, with that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't want these consequences of the story to just disappear. I don't. I, the thing is, I hear you, but at the same time, I feel like all of us trust Marvel at this point, right? Yeah, I, mean, I do. So, yes, I agree. Maybe it didn't end on the best note or conclusion, whatever you want to say. I just I am I was less worried about it because I trust Marvel and their vision, and no pun intended. And the way that they've gone about all these stories, because I mean, this is the this is the biggest one we've been worried about, and it exceeded our expectations. Yeah, no, so. I'm fine. Like I, w- I'm okay with it. Once I saw that they were changing the story to be about mm-hmm. Cap and Tony, basically, I was fine when that the story's about them now. It's not about the Soviet Accords. It's yeah. not about registration or anything. So, at the, I mean, Tony's not in the bad graces of the Secretary of State really at the end because he puts him on hold is it like a joke yeah so right. at the same time tony's probably going to be the one to explain to him or that guy's going to apologize to tony for being wrong and then maybe that's the resolution to the conflict right? maybe which i don't think is ridiculous because I, I don't know i don't think it's ridiculous i don't think it's ridiculous i just think like the whole idea of registration or like having these superpower beings be accountable I think you need to go into that. A yeah, no, more. I don't think it's going to go away, but I think that they're, like Tony said, we can amend it once we sign it or something, right? So I don't know. I Yeah, that sounded uh, like pure bullshit from <laughs> sure. knowing, you know. Sure. Uh, but I don't know. I'd, uh, I'm... We also know he's, uh, Robert Downey Jr. signed on to be in the Spider Man movie. Yeah, guess, yeah, so yeah. We know he'll be involved in, to some extent in that. So uh, we'll get answers to this about a year from now. Yeah, but the thing is, it doesn't take away my enjoyment from the movie. No. And I think that while it sucks that we sort of have to wait long time to mm-hmm. see the resolution of it, uh, it's not going to bother me at the end unless I, they fuck it up. I should clarify. I'm not. It doesn't so much take away my enjoyment sure, from this sure, movie sure. itself. It's just I feel like it leaves this lot plot line hanging yeah and i think it's a plot line that deserves to have some kind of effect in the universe some kind of long-lasting effect or a con- or a conclusion yeah and i guess i don't know what like what's the next movie where they're gonna be uh where there's gonna be like all of them together i don't know i think Is it's it just infinity, infinity war? war yeah so Unless i mean in the meantime mind. we're getting black panther origin dr strange origin Spider-Man origin, Ant-Man 2, Thor 3, Guardians yeah, and Guardians 2. So you're going to get a Captain It's going to be it's going to be a little there might just go back in time and then catch us up come 2019 with Infinity War. Yeah, if, I mean it's going to be two parts, so maybe they'll yeah. actually will so touch on a little bit. Looks like uh we'll get Doctor Strange at the end of the year. Guardians actually comes out a month before Spider-Man if those release dates hold and then Thor will be the end of 2017. Yeah. And because, I mean, they need a way to bring Thor back into the story. So I'm sure that'll be the closest thing to then Infinity War. And I don't know. I'm Like I said, I'm going to trust them. I really, really, really like the movie. I love the action scenes, the writing, everything. What did Thor go off to do at the end of um, Ultron? That, go back to is, his is it really that, it's not, Is it really is. that hard to write him back into it? I mean, if it's like, yo, the Avengers need you, Thor. It's obviously a little bit harder with uh, Hulk, you know. I would imagine the events of the next Thor movie would technically be happening around the same time this is happening. Oh, okay. That yeah. would be my guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, he just... It, so he's indisposed. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so um, I don't know. I'm excited. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about with regards to the movie? 
No, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to. I'm, 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 I'm probably more excited for the, um, for Black Panther. Like, or no, I don't even have more excited. I am excited to hang out in the Spider-Man world. Uh, Absolutely. Because it's just going to be a much different feeling than a lot of these other movies. Because, well, it's just, it's going to be a New York movie, I think, and but not in the same way Ultron was, or not Ultron. Um, the first Avengers was like yeah. they're not going to tear up all New York, but it's just going to be just much more grounded in that setting. And I'm kind of excited to hear that. I, I, I probably enjoyed uh, Black Panther more in this movie, but I'm definitely just as excited for that one. Um, so I'm glad we have a lot of these coming out in the next year, and um, maybe the success of these will inspire DC to step up its game or something. I mean. <laughs> What a rush even more. Yeah, and that, you know, after, after seeing this and seeing the, the themes and sort of the way that this this uh, script went, it's almost as if DC just was like, fuck, we need to put this movie out first and have the first say so everyone's comparing it to Maybe. Civil War. But they but, filmed it in 2014. That, that, that's actually, I think Marvel came out with... I think they announced Civil War after Batman vs Superman was announced. Uh, it's just I'm not 100 percent on. I'm that. not sure, it's but it's just like, crazy. Batman vs Superman filmed in 2014. I remember looking that up. So it just sat there for all. They had all of last year to finish it in post production. Not that that would have fixed the script or anything, but it's just they 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 they, they, they took, took so long on this movie. Whereas Civil War began filming like three days before Ultron came out, and they already put out this product, which is so much better. Which just shows how much more with it the Marvel brain I thought is. the CGI and the special effects in this movie were just on another level than Batman v Superman 2 and which uh, what specifically were you most impressed with with regards to that oh man was it like the spider webs or was it uh, everything man Spider-Man's just, movements were very yeah, good yeah the movements the shield the way it was bouncing the yeah. way that it was just interacting and not really shaky cam and stuff with, the, loved, with the shield I loved Spider-Man's joke that shield does not obey the laws yeah, of physics, physics. yeah it was, was awesome great. it was awesome um, I love Black Panther's just like are you fucking serious some people are shooting at him with his vibranium yep. costume um, was it Hawkeye that introduced himself to him in the middle yeah, of the fight? He's like, he's a, I don't yeah, care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, and then Ant Man was really cool. Ant Man was, awesome. was awesome. He was so awesome. And the thing is, like, the personality of Ant Man and Spider Man is just—it's just so great because they play it off so well. As like, they're these like small time superheroes, mm-hmm. and and they just help like the streets of their city. And then you got this like global thing that they have to enter. And you know he touches Cap's shoulders like, damn, like you're Jack, yep. dude. And <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. And uh, hey, I I know you, you're you're cool. And I don't know. I just thought the way that they let them all like breathe was just really really well done. And no, the movie didn't feel the long. The pacing to was me. great. Like yeah. they would have a plot here, then a character development scene, then plot, then character development, then action, then it was very well paced. Yeah. yeah. The only other thing I want to say is that I I, I enjoyed seeing it with you guys and like <laughs> I know exactly what you're gonna say. No, and I think it's still worth it going to these on these first night, even if you have to deal with some of the crazy fans. And there's really only one in our theater. Like last year was worse, I think. Yeah, it um, was. I, you just kind of gotta you just gotta let it go though, man. I, I, I know, mean, you, you told me to chill at one point. I did. Like, oh, like, you talking about because the I want you to enjoy the movie. Like, yeah, yeah. But it, it's really hard when you have someone like providing narration, like l- literally like right on the other side of the aisle from you and commenting on every single thing and. It's more just like a, a movie courtesy and etiquette type thing that like gets absolutely on me. you're not it's, wrong. It's hard, Listen, for, it's hard for me to let that. Dis- you're not go wrong, and you have every right to be annoyed. But you like, like when we saw Ultron though, like the entire theater like cheered yeah, it was every way time louder. someone came on yeah. screen. There was like one th- thing people clapped for in this, and for yeah. the most part, it was just regular laughing, which was fine. Yeah, but like we had one person in our theater that just like 
wouldn't shut the fuck up. <laughs> and I, I, I almost let it ruin it for me, but I didn't. And I guess it's still worth it to like be a part of this first night experience. But to, if, if like, that's just, why you got to go see it again. Have some self awareness, people. And, they have the um, thing is they have self awareness. They just. I don't know don't about care, this person dude. tonight. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like, that person was yelling pretty loud. Yeah, it was bad. And I'm not. I don't disagree. Yeah. I don't disagree. I'm glad at all. I saw it. I think I'm gonna. I, I, I want to see it again too. Uh, and I don't think there's really a lot coming out. This. I, I still want to see Keanu, but there's not a lot else coming out for me to devote time to. So I'm definitely think I'll make it again before I uh, go on my little summer trip. I'm about to go on in a couple weeks because. Like you guys said earlier, it's a lot to take in. I think it's definitely uh, it's a movie that warrants two trips, and you won't feel like you're wasting your and time. And I think it has rewatchability, honestly. Like uh, James and I were talking, I like Ultron fine, and I really like him as a villain and and the idea in that movie. But I don't really want to see it yeah. again. Um, if it's on TV with on like TBS or something, whatever, like I'll put it on the background. But I don't really want to sit down and watch Ultron again for two and a half hours. And Ultron but... after the after the party scene in Ultron, it really is just like jumping from thing to thing without yeah. a lot of time to breathe. Aside from when they go to Hawkeye's house, that scene I could watch a lot. I yeah. could watch the party scene yeah. a lot, but the yeah, rest of the party scene is like amazing. And then after that, aside from the little break at, at Hawkeye's, it's just like there's really not a lot of time to breathe. Like what no. you said, this movie is the same length, but some still somehow found the time to balance both really good action right. and just yeah, and, that, and and this was really funny. And so it, it was, I don't even know if it was as many jokes as original no, Avengers, but I think that the jokes were just so on point and it was so like appropriate versus they were more subtle. Yeah. They're yeah, much more and, subtle jokes. And, and like, it, it didn't take anything away yeah. from the scenes at no. all. Because, um, like, the beginning of Ultron, when they are doing that huge fight scene in, like, the snow and the trees, mm-hmm. they were, like, making jokes that yeah. were... It wasn't... Like, they were funny, but it was also, like, in the middle of a serious action exactly. scene and stuff. And this one is just way, way better in terms of when the jokes were happening. I know there are some DC people um, who, like really don't like the way Marvel integrates humor into their movies. Like, yeah, I feel like well, this one, they would be a little more palatable, So those too. people like shitty movies? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I can understand that point of view. If if you you want your superhero... If you want, you know, you want these plots to be a little more serious. But I think this one, like, the it's humor is not stuff, in your yeah. face. Yeah. Even, even, the non, even the non-subtle stuff made me laugh. Like when, oh, yeah, it was when, hilarious. When, when, uh, when Steve kisses Sharon. I, I just looked up her name. It's oh. Sharon. And then, they, and then they look back at the car, and you see... Bucky and Sam, and it's like we knew that they were gonna have that kind of smile on their face, <laughs> it was but it was awesome. still, yeah. it was it was still awesome. hilarious at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it was great. It was great, and yeah. So I think even those jokes will be even just thinking about it is making me laugh. So I think I'll be able to watch that again without it really uh, ruining anything for me. It's kind of like how Deadpool was, where I watched it a second time and the jokes were still funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, I was pretty happy, and I'm looking forward to. The next couple movies we got. Um, so James, thank you again for coming on. We appreciate it. Thanks for having um, me. So you can find me on Twitter at a clambake, a k l a m b a k e, and Josh at Josh Jernovoy, J o s h j u r n o v o y. Feel free to email us at our podcast email fifty two in fifty two pod at gmail dot com five two i n five two pod at gmail dot com. Uh, thanks and see you next time. Be quiet at the movies.